0: The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now, here's your host, Ariel Hardy.
1: Welcome to Energetically Speaking. I'm your host and energy healer, as you just heard, Ariel Hardy. So, thank you to everyone downloading the show across the world, around the world. So my second show, today's my third show, but the second show had almost 10,000 downloads. So thank you guys. And I just want to say hello to Italy. So wow, over 5,000 Italians are downloading my show. So who are you guys? Send me an email. Tell me what you do in the world and what makes you interested in energy healing work and seeing the life This life through the eyes of an energy healer. Like, what's going on over there? How come you guys are tuning into this high vibration? Um, And I promise a couple of you have called in for energy healing sessions. And I promise I don't talk as fast as I do on the show in the sessions. (laughs) In an energy healing session, it sounds more like... (sighs) So that's me breathing, moving the energy through your body, clearing you out. And then I might say something like, so you have a big tear in your screen over your heart vortex in your chest that's filled with sadness. Tell me about this. What's causing this this sadness or this sorrow? So I promise you, I talk much slower so you can understand me in the sessions. And I also want to say hi to the people in Ghana. You guys are the third Country that ranks in like how many listeners I had, you guys rank number three in the whole world. (laughs) So awesome! I've been to Togo, your little neighbor next door, and I loved it. I love fufu. (laughs) So, my next goal is to go to Ghana. So, thank you for tuning in and let me know who you are. Send me a message. So, I hope you all enjoy the episode today. It's called How to Pray. It has three parts to it. In the first section, I'll talk about spirit guides, angels, and the language of prayers. And in the second part of the show, I'll talk about how some of our prayers are actually sending negative energy to the people we're trying to pray for and how to make sure that does not happen. Make sure you send positive, bright light to people instead. And in the third section, I'll talk about how to use prayer to actually send love, light, God's presence, angels to people and to situations. So first of all, I'm going to talk about how not to pray. This is a Catholic prayer called Act of Contrition Too. Oh my God, I am truly sorry for all of my sins. Because I have offended Thee, my God, who art all good and deserving Of all my love, forgive me, my God, and help me to never sin again. Have mercy on poor sinners, especially those who will die this night, and those who have no one else to pray for them. Amen. So basically, if you take this prayer seriously, meaning if you really feel like a poor, worthless sinner, your energy field is going to shrink and shrivel up, which is the opposite of being filled with God's light. The energy around you should look like a big, bright, happy bubble. I believe that the purpose of prayer is to light up your energy field and light up the world. So you most definitely want to stay away from prayers like that one that make you shrink down into these sheepish, good-for-nothing lost souls that shrink your energy field down into a little gray, shriveled ball. It's kind of like the difference in in a juicy grape and a raisin. And what is this fixation on dying at night in our sleep anyway in these prayers? I mean, we're still terrifying children by leading them in that bedtime prayer where the kids repeat after us. So the parent says, if I should die before I wake. The kid says, if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I pray the Lord my soul to take. And all the little kids are lying in their beds after the parents leave the room thinking, what? I could die in my sleep? And someone is going to take my soul in the middle of the night? In the energy field, fear is not a good thing. It looks like a black net or a black grid all around us. So we naturally should have these beautiful cocoons of light, layer after layer of them around us. And they're made of white lines and they create sort of a mesh and they hold our energy in. And between each one of those grids or cocoons or layers is a fluid layer of light. The minute you bring fear into someone, like fear into a child, the the black begins to travel along the threads in those nets and it turns the whole thread, the whole mesh, the whole layer black and then our energy field becomes heavy and then it loses its brightness and the power is in the brightness. So if a prayer causes fear in a child, the fear will get in those protective nets, cause their energy to pull in, and then it also causes dark things to be attracted toward them because their energy is sucking in toward them. So ghosts, demons, anything can come toward your child. So I think that the purpose of prayer is to light us up and make us feel powerful or filled with God's light so that we push out all darkness, unafraid. So it's time to throw out any prayers that cause anything other than an uplifted vibration in us. Especially right before you're going to go to sleep. So I actually didn't even pray with my daughters before bed. I used to just sit on the side of their beds and sing to them. I pretty much brainwashed them in these songs. (laughs) I would make up these songs about how each daughter was the heroine in some amazing adventure. And as I sang, their soul light will become brighter and brighter in the upper chest, where the soul center sits, right above the heart chakra, below the throat vortex. So, right in the center, where you'd wear a pendulum on 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 your on your chest, like a a necklace. So they felt so powerful because they they felt like they had a purpose in these songs because they were saving people and making changes in the world. And I just would make it up as I went. And because I was singing, the room would fill with angels because when you sing... When you create music, angels seem to love that vibration and pour in around you. So you don't even have to actually pray to reach what I think is the goal of prayer. You can sing, you can dance, you can play music, you can say a mantra over and over like, I am the light, I am the light, I am the light. The key is to drum up some energy, to raise your own vibration and call in the angels and the spirit guides because they bring in the light and they work to answer our prayers. Let me explain Spirit guides and angels to you on the ladder of hierarchy. I see it as our spirit guides are the beings of light right next to us, helping us with every little thing. And I don't mean spirits when I say this. So I'm not talking about your dead ancestors. I'm not calling on dead ancestors. I enjoy them. I love how my grandmother brings magic into my life. But when I pray, I'm going higher than dead relatives. I'm praying to the spirit guides above them and to the angels who are even higher vibration than that and to God, which is this huge ocean of light that sustains us all. The reason I do not pray to my dead relatives is that they were just human not too long ago and they may may still have an agenda for me. They may want you, for example, to serve your country or help all of the relatives in your extended family But if you pray to the spirit guides, angels, and God, they will want you to do what makes you happy. They do not have opinions about your life and what you should do with it. When you're talking to angels, guides, and God, your prayers don't have to be these fancy elaborate Shakespearean productions like, Thou, thee, and thy wilt shout and dost knowest. Thou art wilt and mayest. We thank thee that thou dost protectest, us dost dailyest, just Talk to your angels. Give them a one-liner like, oh, God, I'm in trouble. Help me now. In college, I had this atheist friend who did just that. She and I would discuss God, and she did not believe in God. And then one day she was riding her bike, and a car hit her. And she rolled up onto the hood of the car. Thank goodness she lived. But as she hit that hood of that car, she cried out, God, help me. Her strong emotion that came out of her as she cried out to God, the God that she didn't even believe in two seconds before, connected her to God from then on. It's that simple. It can be that short of a prayer. It just has to have that energy, that emotion behind it. Our spirit guides get us, meaning they understand us. So we don't have to know exactly how to word things to talk to them. They often have our personality and talk like us. So if you're a big Irish man, you know, and you just use short sentences, your, your guides are probably going to give you a one-liner back. You know, you're, you could be like, hey, help me out here. They got it. They're like, you got it. Or if you're a little girl and, and you're just like, please, I ask my fairy guides to please come around me. Well, they're going to put little sparkly light around the girl. Like they're going to relate to her on that same frequency. So you don't have to change who you are to be able to talk to spirit guides and angels. They're wired to us. There are these little threads or ribbons of light connecting us to them. They're part of the energy field. So when you get new guides coming in in one of your energy healing sessions, I actually tie them into you. That way, if you're feeling something strongly, they immediately get the message. If you're praying and you mean it, they get the message and vice versa. If they are trying to keep you out of danger, you'll suddenly feel, oh, don't go down that street. You didn't hear a voice. You didn't hear them speak to you necessarily. You just felt it because they sent a vibration through those circuits. A lot of us say these half-assed prayers as we're doing chores with no real passion in it. We're sort of distracted and we're asking God to do something huge like change our lives. But for a prayer to be most effective, you want to really show up for it. If you need to sit down, then do so. If you need to get on your knees, do so. If you need to lie down or, or bow or put your, your forehead on the ground, do so. Whatever you need. If you need to go to nature, do so. But take the time and let them know that you are serious. So I'm praying all day long, but I always have a spot where I also just go to to pray. So my last house, it was a chair in my bedroom that faced a window by my bed, and I would just close my door, sit down, pray, stand up, head back out. In my new home, I go to the waterfall and the creek behind my house. The energy will start to build in these places where you pray. So right now, that waterfall is becoming kind of like my cathedral with angels all around, sitting on the rocks and around the rocks around the waterfall. And now there's this tall white bird that shows up when I pray. For all you bird watchers out there, I think it's a great egret. <laughs> so basically, we want to build the energy and bring some emotion to our prayers to show the universe that we mean it. Emotion is like energy in motion. So we want to give off a signal or a wave of light. For those of you who live in areas that has, have lightning bugs, it's kind of like that. Like we're flashing the signal and they see us. Otherwise, the angels are like, did you hear something? No didn't hear nothing. And and they just go back to what they're doing. So none of these emotionless monotone prayers, we don't want it. We don't want to bore the angels. Now let's talk about exactly what position your body is supposed to be in when you pray. Recently a woman was telling me that she got in trouble as a child in Catholic school for not holding her hands exactly right as she was praying. She had them clasped together like interdigitated her fingers instead of like the palms and fingers flat against each other. And so she got in trouble for this. And she was told to, to put them exactly how the Catholic nuns were showing her to put them. And it's kind of hard to feel the power of prayer when you're being scolded over how you're holding your hands. To me, it's not about keeping your body exactly in the right position. It's about getting the energy moving through you and raising that vibration. I tried to take a meditation class. <laughs> Actually, I've t- tried several times, but I always get in trouble by the teacher. So, I guess it was last year, my oldest daughter was home from college and she was studying mindfulness. So, she wanted to learn meditation. So, I said, Okay, I'll take you guys to one. I've heard about one. So, I go in, and the people seemed nice, and we all get our cushions, and I sit down on my cushion. And my daughters are, are throughout the room. We, we couldn't sit near each other. But apparently, all of us were kind of like swaying during the meditation. And I guess my daughters have kind of learned this from me. But when I'm praying, and we'll be praying a lot throughout this show today. But when I'm praying, I was born, well, had many accidents as a small child. But I have had scoliosis my whole life. And so... For me, I don't want to sit upright rigidly because muscles will start to get tight. My my spine is sort of curved and twisted. And so I'm always making sure I'm loose. So for the energy to come through me, I need to be like this thin tree kind of blowing in the breeze. So I sort of loosen my shoulders and I breathe and I just relax. And I open up my chest, and so here we all are with our eyes closed, and I'm not thinking anything of it, sitting on my cushion kind of swaying. I'm not making any noise, and everyone's eyes were supposed to be closed anyway. I don't know how the teacher saw me in the first place. (laughs) So what happens to me is I'm feeling God. I'm feeling source. I'm feeling the universe, and the guy beside me, he's getting on a total high. He's feeling it too. He turned to me afterwards. He's like, wow, what was that? And I was like, that was God. (laughs) And so after the meditation, the teacher wanted everyone to talk about their experience and she would not leave me alone. She just sort of targeted me and just kept trying to get me to follow the directions and teach me how it is done and how I should have been straight upright, holding very still. But the thing is, I didn't see God's presence in or around her and I didn't see joy in her. I didn't feel love from her. So I always follow the directions of my spirit guides and angels. I don't follow the directions of a human if I don't see that they are embodying God or embodying the light. The other reason I can't meditate really is because whenever I have thoughts, I get super excited and get a pen and paper and have to jot them all down during it. So I might close my eyes and then open them, jot something down, close my eyes, open them, jot something down. Because when we're channeling a ton of light through us your mind is going to clear out and all kinds of creative ideas are going to come through you now I don't want to lose those I may never think those thoughts again because it's kind of like divine guidance so I'm constantly capturing those and here and there I'll even think of something major I forgot to do like pay a bill write that down I'm not trying to dismiss that thought or observe it and let that thought go I'm actually capturing the thought the opposite of what most people who meditate are trying to do the other thing is I have a goal when when you meditate you usually don't have a goal you just want to be present and sit and see what comes of it but I actually have a goal for example I might have five minutes before my first client is going to call in for an energy healing session And I have to go from sleepy or tired or stressed, whatever, to high vibration, open big vortexes in my body, open to source to the universe, and download a ton of light to send healing to them wherever they are in the world. So I have a goal to quickly go from low to high when I sit down. So this is why I pray, and you'll hear I visualize throughout these prayers, but that's The rest of the show is going to be all about how we do that, how we go from low to high quickly. So, enjoy the beautiful music made by my daughter and her boyfriend in the commercials, and I'll be right back.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy energy healer since 1996 can help by reconnecting you energetically to God to the earth and to your own spirit Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at Arielenergyhealer.com. That's A R-I-E-L EnergyHealer.com. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to Ariel at ArielEnergyHealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at ArielEnergyHealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking.
1: Welcome back to Energetically Speaking. As you just heard, I'm your host, of course, Ariel Hardy. So some people pray these condescending prayers about others, like you need their help and their prayers, like without them, you will die. They like, it's like they know better than you and they think you're just going down the wrong path with your life. Like, God help Billy. I feel sorry for the man. Oh, Lord, Billy is lost. Lord God, please save his tortured soul for he will surely be condemned to hell. When we pray for people, we want to see them as whole and complete as they are right now, not like something's very wrong with them. So this is how I do my healing work. I don't see you all as messed up when you come in for healings with major problems and you're telling me about what's going on in your lives. I'm not pitying you. I'm not thinking, oh my God, this poor person. Instead, I'm focused on uncovering and finding your light within you and then supporting you to by bringing in your angels, your guides around you, and letting them, allowing them to step in and support you even more than I can. So I'm actually admiring you guys, and I'm actually seeing what you're made of under there, and I'm cheering you on. Some people use what I call manipulative prayers. So they basically have an agenda for your life, and if you aren't living the plan that they see for you, then they're constantly praying that you get on track exactly where they want you to be. So, for example, Dear God, please help my son come to his senses. Please help the poor boy see the light so that he leaves that terrible woman that he is married to and he finds a woman who's better for him. So, who he is married to is none of our business, of course. In this prayer, the person who is praying is praying for what they want. The goal of prayer is to get ourselves out of the way and to just send God's light, angelic light, in the direction of the person we're praying for with our words, our intentions, picturing it, asking for it. When we pray, we need to make sure that we're allowing everyone to find their own way and to choose their own path. We just want to pray for their happiness. What religion they choose, what spouse they choose, and what career, for example, are none of our business. Even if it's our own son or daughter, even if we think they belong to us, we do not own them. So this is why we all have separate energy bubbles around us. We have to remember that their life is their own, and we need to just be love and send light to them. Some people pray that you will be saved And what they mean by that is that you will actually follow the religious path that they are on so that you can be like them, as if your path will not lead you to the lessons you need to learn, nor to God. So basically, they are judging you. They're telling you that their path is not only right for them, but also right for you. Just like we all have our own separate energy bubbles around us, we also have our own paths, which look like rivers of light that stream out of the bottoms of the feet. So on the right side of the body, there's a river of light that comes down out of the foot on down several yards past the foot. And to me, that represents your career path or where you're moving to the left side. To me, there's a big river comes out of the foot represents to me relationships and what you're headed toward in relationship. And my job as an energy healer is to keep these flowing and moving, not to tell you your path should be like my path. So remember, when we pray for someone, we want to see them through the eyes of angels which is like pure perfection. The worst thing you can do for someone is to pray for them when you are worried about them. This is kind of tricky because usually the reason we're praying for someone is because we are worried about them. But when you focus on someone else with your worry, you accidentally send this black cloud over them, which gets into their protective layers around them. So that then you should be worried because now they can't think to make any good decisions. Because the gray we sent them is now clouding their vision. So it's kind of like if someone you love was walking across a swinging bridge and below them is a ravine with alligators in it. This is not a good time to blow worry energy like smoke over them so that they cannot see where they're going. If we're worried about someone, we need to send them light so that they are in their power and can rise up and move through the dangerous or the bad situation they're in. My city, Arabic for grandmother, used to say to my mom, I'm praying for you, honey. And my mom would scream, no, no, please don't. What my mom meant was, please keep your energy to yourself when you are worried about me. Because those worries, prayers, did not light her up and make her feel like she could do it, like she was unstoppable. They would feel heavy, like something was projected onto her and she couldn't get it off. Here's a prayer I wrote for when you catch yourself worrying about a situation. Mother, Father, God, please come. Please remove my worries so that I can feel your presence and allow the light in. I give you all of my concerns now and I open to you instead of to fear. Like the sound of the ocean surrounding me, I ask that you move your love toward me and around me, overtaking me with your peace. I let go and I give this situation to you. The reason I added I let go and I give this situation to you is because sometimes we take on the heavy energy of the person suffering. Like we're going to carry it for them. This just makes more work for the angels. Now they have two people who are a low vibration of gray instead of one. So you're just making matters worse if you too begin suffering for someone else. We have to clear ourselves first by praying for ourselves before we can send light to another through prayer. So most of the time I don't even get to the part where I'm praying for someone else. I'm praying for people all day long in the healing room. So when I'm at home on my own time, I usually don't have any time left or energy left to keep praying for everyone else. So I I work on me and I pray for me. By keeping myself clear and bright, then I seem to be able to be there for my friends, my mom, my partner. I seem to be there as a healer for everyone. So this focus on myself seems to pay off in the world. Another reason to pray for yourself is this. I always think of the angels and the archangels above us looking down on earth. And when they see one of us light up like a ball of magic, like blue or pink or green, I feel like it gives them hope. And they all come down to see who it is and to see what we're doing or saying that's causing us to light up. I think that our first and foremost responsibility on earth is to maintain and advance our own energy field. If everyone did this, the earth would be covered in this sea of bright lights, glowing all different colors instead of just one little tiny light here or there. We don't want to depress the angels and the guides. So basically, we need to pray for ourselves first to get out of the way of the flow of light before we live our lives and before we pray for someone else. Energetically, when we pray for someone, we become a conduit of liquid light and often it is a gorgeous sparkly yellow light pouring through us. That light comes down over us, through us from the ocean of light above called source or God, whatever you want to call it, and then creates a stream or a river of light from our hearts and our chest or from our hands to the person we're praying for. So the question is, how do we get to that point where we aren't feeling like this lowly sinner filled with gray energy, but worthy of being that channel to help other people? To me, it's simple. I start by complaining. Seriously. The best way to figure out where to start to get out of the way so that you can move light through you is to complain. So here are some examples of what I mean. So you might sit down Create a little space. Decide you're going to pray. And you tune into yourself. And you just say, how am I? And then you just go, I don't feel happy. I just don't feel happy. Great. Start there. Turn that into a prayer. Please remove from me whatever is in my way of happiness. Then you might notice your heart hurts. That you have heartbreak? You didn't notice it five minutes before, but now that you've started praying, you notice it. So you say, I ask my angels, my guys, to please remove the sorrow in my heart. Please take from me whatever is in my way of happiness. Please clear me. I give this to God. I give it away. As an energy healer, I let my breath move to clear the energy. So right now I'm actually clearing all of us, any sorrow in our hearts. I ask my angels, my guides to move around me and to cheer me up, to cheer me on, to lift my vibration, to take me higher. Here's another complaint. You could sit down, tune in and realize you're afraid. Maybe you don't have any money. Maybe you're a single mom and you don't have any money and you don't have any parents left to help you. God, help me. I'm so scared. I have no one. I really want you to have a pity party. Like, I really want you to cry. I really want you to let it out. We need to get the energy moving. We need to get the blocked up emotions out. I have no one and I have no idea what to do. I'm afraid. Please, God, help me. I give this fear away. I give this fear to my spirit guides. I ask them to move it for me. I give this to you now. Please take it from me. And then just relax. Let them take it. A lot of us just stand up and start doing something else. And that's fine if you've really finished praying and you've given it to your guides and you've really let go. But if you're still feeling the fear, don't get up yet. You're not finished. Think of the spirit guides as like energy healers. They're working on you. When I'm in an energy healing, the way that I know what to do is because my spirit guides are actually moving my hands. So let them work on you directly Just like when you guys call me for a session and I make you complain. I make you tell me what's wrong. And you're like, oh, I don't want to complain. I want to be positive. Well, then we're not going to get anywhere because then the Spirit Guides Angels are going to think everything's just hunky-dory fine and we don't have anything to work on. So we're going to move on to somebody else. So find something. Find something. It can be I'm trapped in this relationship. I feel trapped. We ask the angels, archangels, to move into your relationship. We ask them to move between you. We ask them to clear out any blocks between you, any energy that isn't flowing, any miscommunication. We ask that it's cleared up. We ask that you feel free, and we give that away. We don't know how. We don't know, does that mean you leave the relationship to be free, or we don't know if that means... That you suddenly feel free within the relationship, like your partner changes or you change something you're doing. But we give this to God. You could say, My body is sick and I'm so worried. What if I don't get well? Please take the fear from me that's in the way of healing. Whatever is in my way of healing, please remove it. I ask for a miracle. I ask that my body is completely healed from the inside out. I ask my angels to move around me, to heal me, to take care of me, to help me to feel like I'm floating in the light instead of sick, instead of depressed. I ask that I'm just floating in God's healing light. I ask the angels to gather, to support me, to make me feel happy, to help me to laugh. This is not the life I thought I'd be living. God, help me. I'm on somebody else's path. I'm, I'm not in the life I imagined for myself. Please help me. I don't know how I got here. We give this to God. We ask the angels to come in and shift you and move you on to your path. We ask them to clear the way for you. Open up the way so that you are living your dreams. We give this to God. We give this to the angels. So basically, you can hear how I do it. I complain, and then I ask. And then I, I wait. I just sit there, and I just wait. I breathe, and I kind of sway, and I kind of move. And I wait for myself to be cleared. So I don't get up until I feel better, meaning... You just want to stay there and let your angels shift that vibration. And if you want to move it along, if you're in a hurry and you've got to go make dinner or whatever, what you can do is throw some visualization in, in there. If you're good at picturing things, you can do things like imagine your angels moving around you. And the way I get these images is because a lot of us, when we're praying, we actually see this happening you begin to see it with your mind's eye. And so then we can turn those into visualizations. So if you are sitting and praying and you start seeing beautiful images, by all means, just let that come in. Just enjoy that, run with it. So we can imagine the angels around us. We can imagine a huge pitcher, like a glass pitcher above us, pouring slowly this beautiful liquid light down over us and through us. We can imagine that we're kind of walking along and we're struggling and then there's this sort of veil in front of us and we break through it kind of like if you're on a trail and there are all these kind of briars and and branches in front of you and you break through them and you come out at the ocean or the beach so you break through that veil and on the other side you're at this beautiful gorgeous scene like the ocean like expansion you could imagine angels are holding your hand and helping you along. Or if you're sick and you're in bed or the hospital, you can imagine that the angels are sitting by you and embracing you and laying layers over you of beautiful light. So one time when I was rushing from work, had to get my daughter to soccer practice and didn't even have dinner. I had to pick up dinner on the way and I was coming from sessions, so I, I just took 2 seconds to just run in my room real quick shut the door sit down in my chair that I always meditated in prayed in because if if that chair or where you're sitting is filled with gorgeous light from you using it a lot it it helps you to get to a higher vibration very very quickly so i rush in there i close my eyes i'm like god help help me this is not okay my dog Arrow has been here at the house all day long now that my new office building won't let me bring dogs in. and it's just not okay that he's by himself and i I just ask, I ask that you please bring a friend for him. I ask that that i don't I don't have time to go look for a dog. I just ask that somehow. This is solved. I give this to my guides. I have too much to do. And and I let go and I ran out and we went to the game and I took my dog with me and I made him sit and downstay or lie down and downstay right beside me on the leash in these bleachers. And down below, like a couple of yards was this metal mesh fence, wire fence. And then the game, of course, was on the other side of that. And I'm really watching and into this because my daughter's really good at soccer and and this man was walking this puppy down below me, and he's like, hey, hello, is that your dog? Can they play? I'm like, no, my dog is in training, and I'm watching the soccer game. So he leaves. He comes back through. Same dog, same, same man. Hello, so your dog's really good. I'm like, thank you. I'm trying to watch the game, and I'm getting embarrassed because the people around me are all trying to watch the game, and he's yelling up at me. The man comes back again with his wife. And this time, she's like, oh, your dog is so pretty. Hi, how are you? And I'm like, I'm trying to watch the game. And I'm ignoring them. I'm not telling them this. I'm just trying to be polite and ignore them. And then all of a sudden, the woman says, we are trying to socialize our puppy because we're putting him up for adoption tomorrow morning. (laughs) So you get the rest of the story. Of course, I ended up with that puppy. (laughs) Sometimes it takes me a while when I pray and then I just let go of it and give it to God. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not trying to create it. It's just going to happen with or without me. It's going to come to me and I just get out of the way and let it happen. So after the quick commercial break, we'll use prayer to send light to others. I'll be right back.
0: The Seventh Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the Earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to Ariel at Healer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at ArielEnergyHealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking.
1: Welcome back. I'm Ariel, your host and energy healer. So many times in my life I've asked my parents to pray for me when I'm going through something rough in my life or Or if I can feel like, you know, I need support, I will call them and just say, hey, pray for me today. And each time I forget about it, I forget I asked them to do that. But at the end of the day, I'm wondering why I'm so happy. And then I remember, oh, my God, they sent me light. They prayed for me. So I'm a really happy person just because I'm constantly pouring God's light through me. But when they pray for me, I'm even happier. So thank you. Thank you, Mom. So when my oldest daughter was in college, um, I decided that three mornings in a row, I was going to send her light to see what would happen. So I would sit down, and I actually remember that I had this little glass egg, and I would hold it as if it was her energy bubble, because the energy field's kind of like an oval. I would hold it in the palm of my hand, and I would ask... The angels to surround her and to just light her up and to be with her and to support her. And then I would see in my mind's eye that she was kind of glowing with white light after I did this. Well, on the third day, she texted me, Mama, for a couple of days now, I can see this layer of light around myself. And everything feels so clear to me. It's so strange. (laughs) So not everyone will see the light that you're sending, but they will have some sort of energetic shift, even if it's subtle. For example, they might suddenly feel better or have a positive thought that came to them out of nowhere. They might just suddenly take a deep breath. They might relax a little bit. Energy travels, so it will affect them. It's like um, when you're thinking about someone, and they pick up the phone to call you at that same exact moment. You know, how did they know you were thinking about them, and how how did that happen? How was that energy sent? As an energy healer, what I see is that, kind of through the atmosphere over the earth, there are these sort of um, layers or levels or planes, and they're they're the same grid that I keep explaining to you guys around our bubble. So it's like a mesh of lines of light, and I like to think of these as wiring and and electricity or messages shoots along the wiring, and we pick up on it. There's also fluid light moving in between every one of those layers, and so it's kind of like water. If if I Uh, make a splash in the water, you're going to feel it on the other side of, of the pond. I had this one friend who was so worried about her husband because he was under a ton of stress at work. And so I just had her spend time every day praying for him. So, you know, she was not religious, but she was like, okay, I'll totally try this. So every day she would sit down and she would ask the angels to be with him and she would see in her mind this light um, filling him or around him. And within three months, the three months that she was praying, her husband lost 25 pounds of extra body fat on, on him that he had built up from the stress of his work. So so it's good to pray for people who are out there just working and being strong and don't really know to ask for it. You know, he would never have thought to ask his wife to pray for him. 30 years ago, <laughs> when I was in college, I decided that my focus in life would be on helping strong people like like this because I had this friend who was a Christian. I was a Christian at the time too, early in college. And Every time I would go to her house to be with her, because she was so much fun, we would laugh and laugh and laugh when we were together. We were like like sisters. She would have all of these other students in her house, and she'd be cooking for them all and counseling them all instead of studying for her engineering classes. And I just watched her get more and more exhausted, and I thought, so many people help the poor and the weak. Who is helping the strong? So that's when I decided I will be the person who helped people like her and who are helping all the other people. I remember there was this man who was trying to stop all of this development on the beautiful, historic New River Gorge in West Virginia. So, you know, I can't get out there and do that. I can't go to all those meetings. I can't help to protect the gorge. So I just worked on him, and as I worked on him, it's like I was able to help. I was able to to cause a huge, uh, beautiful, beautiful river area to be preserved because I was helping him to get his stress off of him so he could feel strong and powerful and keep going instead of give up. So whenever you're helping someone who's helping lots of other people or a situation, your your little bit of prayer or light that you sent them can go a long, long way. There have been many times when I'll run into some of you in the grocery store, and as you've noticed, I'll always turn it into a prayer. So, you know, we haven't seen each other in a long time, and you might want to tell me what's happened, and I love this, by the way. I don't take it on. It doesn't make me feel heavy. Because I just stop right in the middle of the store. we got people pushing their carts past us, and... I just stop and I just say, you, you know, we need to give this to God. We need to just call on the angels right now. And I ask them to be with you and be around you and take care of you. And I ask them to, to remove any heaviness from you. And we give thanks. We give thanks. Thanks to God. Thanks to the light. And, you know, then we just look at each other with love because we've had a connection, We've totally taken just a moment that could have been just chaos of people shopping and us talk, talking about our problems to a higher level. You can do this through texting. You can text each other a prayer. You can do it on the phone. So if you're talking to somebody and they're just dumping on the phone, turn it into a prayer. And if they just keep talking after the prayer, say another prayer. You keep talking, say another prayer. One time, this was happening with my brother, and by the end of the conversation, he said, "Hey, thanks. I feel better. <laughs> I love my brother. He's off. Awesome. He's awesome." So, pick a friend, any friend. Try it with each other. See if you feel it. Um, pray for each other, and and see what happens. It, it's a it's a a goal of mine is that everyone in life um, begins to do this with each other. Um, outside of religions just as a way of speaking and talking to each other one of the very first healings I ever did was just a prayer there was this woman I it was an intermission of a play in college and all the women in the bathroom were whispering about this miscarriage or something and it turns out I knew the woman and as she was leaving the bathroom I realized Oh, my gosh, it was just a terrible menstrual cycle. And, and she was shaking and crying and couldn't go back to the play, of course. And so I took her to my dorm room. And I, <laughs> I don't know why we didn't think to call the hospital. And I put my hand on her abdomen and my other hand on her low back. And I just said, in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to move in around this woman. And I ask you to please stop the bleeding. I asked the angels to move around her and heal her. Thank you. Amen. And right then, the bleeding just stopped. It just completely stopped. It did not slow down, it stopped. So I would like to actually end this show with all of us running light through us and then sending it to Greenbrier County, West Virginia. So that's my hometown. I live in Denver, Colorado now, but I grew up in Greenbrier County, West Virginia, and they are having this monumental flooding right now, and many lives have been lost. Many homes have been lost. Those of you in the U.S. are seeing it on the news, and now the river is rising again, and so the search parties have had to stop because they have to get off the river because there's more um, flash flooding coming. So, how will we do this? How will we make a change? How will we uplift these people? How will we make a difference? Here's how. So just relax. Let your body kind of sway. Move forward, back. Breathe. We call them the angels, the archangels. We ask them to move around us. So we're gonna start with us. We ask that we become conduits of light. We ask that we're just not ourselves, we're just not this this woman or this man on earth in this human form. We ask that we are out of the way. We ask that all of our problems are set aside. We ask that anything bothering us is set aside. What I'm doing with my breath is moving light down into us because when we get enough of it, we're going to send it to the people of West Virginia. We ask that our shoulders are loosened. We can't have any tension in the way because this light needs to come down into us through our shoulders, down into our hearts. We have to tap into that love and then we have to send it out of our chest and out of our hands. You can bounce your feet or legs, like if you're sitting upright in a chair. If you're lying down, you can wiggle your feet back and forth. But basically, you want to start getting a current moving through your body. We ask that we go higher. This isn't enough light. We need to go higher. We need to be connected to God, to source. Let's go higher. There we go. Feel that shift. Feel it go higher. We ask that our energy fields are opened up and connect to God, to source, to the universe. We ask this light, this powerful presence of God to come down into us. And now we send the light. We ask the angels, the archangels, to move in to West Virginia and the states around it and to any place in the world who's going through some sort of natural disaster right now. We ask the angels, archangels, to move among the people in West Virginia right now. We ask the angels to clear up any trauma, any energy of fear, any panic, we ask that this gray energy of panic and fear and devastation and trauma is removed now. In the name of God, in the name of the light, we ask a calm, a blue energy of calm to move among the people, to move over the people. We ask that they can think clearly of what to do. They can make smart decisions as the waters rise again. We pray for the missing. We ask that they're not afraid. And whether they make it or not, whether they live or die, we ask that they aren't afraid. We ask that a spirit-guided angel holds their hand and is with them. We ask that they feel comforted. We ask that they feel that they are not alone if they are trapped. We ask that they're able to Feel our prayers. They're able to feel this energy, this light. We're able to send them comfort so that they know they're not by themselves. We pray for the dead. We ask that they not wander lost through the forest along the creek, wondering what has happened to them. We ask angels and guides right now to move in and find these lost souls and take their hands and explain to them what has happened, that they have died. We ask all panic and fear is removed from them, all sorrow removed from them. We ask that the angels are able to get them to move across with them, to the light, to the other side. We ask that the angels are able to hold them and comfort them and heal them and carry them safely across. We ask that they are able to let go of the earth plane and all that they love and all the things they're leaving behind. We pray for the living. We ask their hearts are healed. We ask that the wounds are quickly healed and that they're comforted. We pray for those who are cleaning up the mess. Helping each other, we ask that their bodies are strong and they're able to keep working and keep clearing and keep repairing. We ask the angels, archangels, to help people start new lives, to help them to get fresh starts. We ask that these people... Are all-given strength, and suddenly feel a light from our prayers. We give thanks. Thank you all for helping me to pray for the people of West Virginia. You did great. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the light. This is Ariel Hardy, energetically speaking.
0: We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll see you then right here.